0: sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Niha Naik. Niha, a dynamic entrepreneur and Forbes Business Council member, leads three thriving companies, a premier recruitment agency, a respected sleep consultancy, and an innovative data analytics firm. Her diverse success, demonstrating robust leadership and market acumen, has made her a driving force in the business world, inspiring and influencing others with her visionary approach. Thanks so much for being here today, Niha.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Diane. And thank you to all the listeners who are tuning in. Super
0: excited to be here today. Uh, we are super excited to have you here today, and we're going to be talking about innovation and um, creativity and things like that. So, talk to us about uh, innovation and really why it's particularly important during times of recession like the time we're in now.
1: Yep, that's a really good question. And I think, you know, my background is in tech startups. And as you know, startups, and especially within tech, are forced to innovate, right? And we saw that during COVID, when COVID happened. Um, We had to innovate creative ways um, to make sure our revenue wasn't hindered, so to speak. Um, And then I think now what's happened is as we're getting into this economical weirdness, turmoil, whatever you want to call it, um, it's really important to first take a look at your offerings and see which offerings aren't doing well, and then pivot, right? And so, I I truly feel that. And there's a book by Simon Sinek called The Infinite Game. And he talks about, you know, who a successful leader is. And a successful leader is able to take any obstacle and, and able to innovate and pivot. And the reason for that is um, you should always continue to strive to be dynamic, right? Um, because the minute you're stagnant, the minute you become comfortable and the minute you stop innovating, you you are going to lack the competitive edge. And that means that your customers are going to go somewhere else, right? And so again, it's really important to go back and say, okay, I know I can offer this to my customers. However, this is not working right now for whatever reason. What can I do that I'm really good at, whether it's changing your offering just by, you know, like 15 or 20% and just making that change, right? And that's really going to allow you to um, one be uncomfortable, right? Because changing things is uncomfortable um, yeah. for anybody. Whether it's learning a new skill, whether it's a new product offering that you're out, you know, doing, whether it's skydiving, whatever it is, it's it's scary. You're getting out of your comfort zone. But you know, in the moments of innovation and change, that's when you really see a transformation of you as a professional person, but also as a human being. You're going to learn things about yourself that you didn't learn. Whether it's patience, whether it's persevering through it. Um, you know, whether it's falling down and getting back up and just kind of moving forward. And so I think that's really it's going to really build you as a person when you could learn to continuously innovate and grow and develop and pivot.
0: Boy, I I, I love this um, whole idea. And it leads me to wonder about then how does the leader foster that culture of creativity and disruptive thinking like within their organizations? Yep. Really good question.
1: And I think um, for a leader, it's really important to first
0: always have
1: an open door, open door policy and a uh, values of transparency and honesty, right? Because a lot of times um, when people used to, at least when they used to think of leaders, they used to think of this man locked up in an office building at the very top floor with this beautiful suite. Um, and you know, nobody can bother him. Right. And obviously things have changed quite a bit, but as, as a small business owner, as you continue to grow your team and add to your team, um, it's not just your job to make sure that your clients are happy, but it's also A very important part of your job to make sure that your team is happy, right? And so one of the ways that you can do that is do anonymous surveys every quarter. So at the end of each quarter within my business, um, I do anonymous surveys where I ask very blunt and honest questions about how people feel about burnout, about their mental health, about, you know, the responsibilities and the roles they're in, right? And what would they like to see happen in the next quarter, right? And then once you get that feedback back actually act on it, right? And this is where a lot of people don't don't act. Like they get the feedback, they do the surveys and they're like, I don't know what to do from here. So it's really critical that you act on it. So that's the very first way, Diane, is to as a leader be honest out there and really collect feedback. The second thing that you want to do as a leader is really encourage people um, to develop themselves professionally and personally outside of work. So um, as a leader, you want somebody that works for you or with you to be happy, correct? You know, everybody wants people that are happy and have good energy. And so understanding as a leader that work is only a facet of their life, only a slice of the pizza, so to speak. And how can you motivate them otherwise? So giving them some sort of an incentive like, hey, what do you want to learn, you know? Um, here's a hundred dollars for this month and go take a baking class or, you know, go get a Udemy course on how to make spreadsheets. If that's, what's going to make you a better person professionally and personally go do the thing you love. So really encouraging people. Um, what I've noticed a lot, Diane is in the small business world, people have this mindset of scarcity as opposed to abundance. And people feel like if I empower my team, they're going to leave me yeah. and or they're going to be better than me. And then who's going to need me. Right. Um, this is not the foundation that you want to build, right? The world is a big enough place and you really want to encourage and empower people. And you will be surprised, you know, how much you're building loyalty, but not just that. When people learn skills outside of that, it's going to turn their wheels, right? And if they're going to come, up, come to you with ideas and it's going to make <clears throat> your business just extremely innovative because you're encouraging people to go out there and learn things. Um, and so it's really important to do these two things.
0: I I so agree with you, and I'm so glad that you're saying that. I I definitely think that people shy away from really empowering uh, the people who work for them, like like employees are afraid if they make certain decisions and they make a mistake, they're going to get fired. But you need people at least trying things to see what works. So you you have to give them that sort of security. Exactly. So, speaking of being afraid of things, um, I also think a lot of entrepreneurs are afraid of failure and it makes them risk averse. So, mm-hmm. you know, they too do not want to uh, get creative or, or innovative. So, what are some practical strategies for overcoming that fear? So,
1: from a small business standpoint, You know, the way I was, um, I forget who it was, but I was like listening to a podcast the other day and, you know, she said the best thing and she said, and I wish I could reference her name right now, but she said something like fear is a part of who you are as a human being. Okay. Okay. Um, fear just never really goes away. And different people at different levels of earning potentials have different fears. So it's not like you become a billionaire overnight and the fear is gone. Now you're just you're going to have fears, but they're going to be about something else. Right. Yeah. Um, when you become a mom, you have fears. When you go to college, you have fears. When you learn to drive, you're going to have a fear. So we all have fears. And it's a psychological Way of our for, for us to protect ourselves, it's a biology, biological thing, right? If we didn't have fear, we'd all be jumping off a cliff because we wouldn't be scared of anything. So it's a survival instinct. Now, as an entrepreneur, though, you need to understand that while fear is a good thing, if you give it too much influence, it's going to hinder your growth because you're gonna your ego wants to be stroked all the time. That's how human beings are. And if we let fear take control, we're actually empowering our ego right? And so, again, the best thing to do is just tell fear, like, I understand that you're here. And this is a conversation that I have, you know, with myself, when I'm scared of launching something, or I'm scared of doing something new in life. I tell myself, or I journal this down, and I say, fear, I hear you, I see you, I respect you. But you need to go in the trunk and not be the driver. Okay. And so, Accepting that it's part of who you are, but just also acknowledging that it's not going to be the one in the driver's seat, right? Because if you let fear take over and drive the car, you're not going to reach, you know, the type of life you want to live, right? You're always going to be in this silo doing things you're comfortable with. Um, and so again, acknowledging it. Because a lot of times, or a lot of times, you know, when you think that you're scared of something and then you actually like look at it, you're like, oh, that wasn't that bad, right? right? Um, I tell my son this all the time when he goes to take his shots, and I'm like. You know, I know you're scared, but you're actually scared of the needle. And once it's done, it's done. So, like, leading up to the shots, about a week in, we have to, like, tell him, like, it's fine. It's going to get over within two seconds. But it's, like, a week of all this, like, emotional talking to him and getting him prepped for, like, a two-second thing, right? (laughs) But once it happens, he's like, oh, that wasn't bad, Mom. And I'm like, yeah, I told you that wasn't bad. You were just freaking out about it. And so, again, confronting it, I think, is the biggest thing. And the second thing you want to do is... Um, you know, when you think of fear, um, I always think a lot of us as entrepreneurs have this fear of failure, and not just entrepreneurs, but everybody, you know, we don't want to fail, we don't want to let ourselves down, because society has basically taught us that when you, you fail, you're not on the right track. That's just been what's conditioned in us when we go to schools and do all the things and, you know, whatever. Um, But the truth is, when you fail, you just learn so much more about things than you when you hadn't, right? And so I always tell people, like, when you make mistakes and when you fail, take that and stride, celebrate them. You know, um, we celebrate our victories all the time, but we don't celebrate failures. And mm-hmm. you need to experience failures and making mistakes to actually respect your victories. Um, and that's how you build the muscle. And once you build that muscle of not being scared of failure, then your fear kind of Subdues itself, right? Because you're like, I don't really care about failure anymore. So that that fear kind of starts to go away. Um, so that would I would say from the employer standpoint. Now, from the employee standpoint, um, you know, if you want to make stride in whatever organization you're at, um, you really need to learn to speak up and speak out. And, you know, obviously I'm not saying, you know, bang your hands on the table, slam the doors. Like there's a very respectful way to do it, but a lot of us are fear of asking. Um, for something whether it's a promotion whether it's a raise whether it's a new project because we don't like the word no nobody likes to hear the word no right but just because someone says no to you today doesn't mean it's a no forever and so going in with that mindset of like I want to speak up for what I want and it's fine if they say no right um I'll ask again in 3 months and just show them that I'm really persistent people will respect you for doing that than you not saying anything um my husband always says only a crying baby gets milk, you know? And so if you're complacent and you're not making any noise, um, you're not going to get to where you are. And again, there is a very respectful, ethical way of doing this, right? Like I'm not encouraging you guys to like do anything wrong. I'm just saying feel free to speak up, you know, and and just know that if someone says no, it just means not today. It doesn't mean no forever.
0: Yeah, th- exactly. And I love that you uh, really... <laughs> Made sure that you were talking about do it in a respectful way because that's what gets respected is when you are behaving in a respectful way. It's being pleasantly persistent, right? Exactly.
1: How much do you understand the future of
0: finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of
1: banking and financial technology.
0: And this is the High School Hamster Wheel podcast. Okay, so um, is there, I don't want to ask this question. Um, (laughs) When we talk about innovating during a recession, do you think that's different than having a consistent mindset of innovating? You know, is, is it something that we have to, is it a different process, I guess, or a different way of looking at things? Good question. Um, I think the answer is
1: definitely there's a little bit of difference because when you innovate on a regular basis, I mean, you should always have the mindset of innovation, regardless of whether you're in a recession or not. Okay, that's the first thing. You should always be looking at your offers and what you're doing and what you're building and like making sure that they are striking um you know as important with your sellers or with with your clients that you're selling to rather um but i think where people really struggle with is when the economic conditions falter so i think from that perspective you need to have more of you know a tougher skin because if things are going well um, there's no pressure there's no sense of urgency so to speak but when things aren't going well that's when you really have to say we need to pivot and we need to do this now. How can I make this happen in a short amount of time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you have economic conditions that are going on or things like COVID happening, right, where you don't really have control over it, the only thing you can control is how you pivot. You cannot necessarily control like, you know, what the economy is doing, right? Because that's what happens. Like people start going down this like mindset of like, okay, I'm gonna check the news and see what happened to the stocks and see what happened to all these people laying off. But like, Honestly, how is that impacting you in any way, right? And so, eyes on the prize, right? When things are tough, mm. what can you do to make your offer better? And when things are great, continue building that offer. Continue to having, continue to have discovery calls, and you know, net, go to networking events and and talk to people and say, hey, this is my offer. How can I make it better? How can I help you? You know, starting off with that, I think it's extremely important. But there is a little bit of difference, Diane. I feel because I do think personally for me, um, you know. I am a, a recruiter in the tech startups and tech startups haven't been doing well this year, right? People have been laid off and it's all in the news everywhere. Um, but it's taken a different type of a mindset to persevere through that, right? As opposed mm-hmm. to like every other day. Um, but again, it's taught me so much about myself and create offers that are actually in line with what people are looking for.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's really valuable. It, it's, I, I mean, your choice, it's always a choice and your choices are you either you know, curl up in a ball and wait for the sun to come out again, or you say, okay, what opportunities are available to us in this situation, right? Is your mindset about this is an opportunity or this is a terrible thing? Right. And, and I think one of the opportunities that comes along that I'm not sure many people think about, and so I'm curious what your take is on it is collaborating. Mm-hmm. you know, collaborating maybe with other companies or different teams within an organization. what What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yes. Um, so collaboration is one of the best things that you can do for yourself as you grow on scale, right? And, I really, you know, when people ask me, like, who is your competition? Um, I don't really like that question because I don't really believe in, like, competition. I believe in different Mm -hmm. people from different backgrounds and different skills and different levels of expertise helping out clients. That's how I see the world. I don't see it as, like, I'm doing that and she's doing that and, oh, my gosh, like – We have the same offering, but she's way more expensive. I don't think of it from that way. Um, Now, this didn't happen overnight. Obviously, everybody has, you know, imposter syndrome that kicks in at times. But when I think of collaborating, um, I think of, you know, what is the problem that I'm solving and how can other people either help me solve that problem or how can I help them solve the problem that they're solving? Um, Because at the end of the day, we started a business to solve problems. That's the bottom line. We had something that was not working that we saw and we came in and we innovated and we created products or services. And now we're solving that problem. So for you to really become a successful entrepreneur, you've got to be able to look at other people, what they're doing, take their advice, give them advice and work together, right? Because I do think the world is a small place and you never know when you're going to meet someone. Um, you never know when, you know, they're going to need you and having this open door policy. Um, I see a lot of entrepreneurs like shut off when it's like time to network because they're just like, well, I don't know. They're going to steal my ideas. And, you know, and it's like, okay, yeah. so if they steal your ideas, you're still going to be the only one who can deliver it that way. And so, um, That's kind of how I approach it. And so I'm really big on networking events. I'm really big on peer led events, mentoring groups, getting a business coach, because sometimes when you're by yourself, it can be a very scary thing, right? As a small business owner, um, you can feel very alone. So when you collaborate and you see the type of challenges other people are having, it makes you feel better because you're like, okay, like, I am not alone. And that feeling of safety, that psychological safety is really what's going to motivate you to keep going every day.
0: For sure, for sure. Well, I am in total agreement with you on that. And and I'm curious about technology, like are there technology or digital advancements that can help entrepreneurs with this whole idea of driving innovation? And even the ones, you know, there's a lot of small business owners who listen to this podcast and Mm -hmm. I can hear some of them in their head thinking, okay, wait, Uh, you know, I don't have an endless budget. But, you know, so even with limited budgets.
1: Yes. Um, I mean, what I like to do is, you know, ask people to do is make a list of things that's taking up a lot of your time, but it's super important, right? So for some people, um, you know, for me, I'll give my example. Um, The two things are like accounting and social media. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I know they're both really critical for my business Mm -hmm. (laughs) to succeed, right? Um, And so I then start looking at tools and technologies that can help me, right? There's so many platforms now um, that have like the robot basically kind of do your taxes or advise you or you know, schedule meetings with the the CPA. You also have a lot of technologies out there to streamline your content, you give it a topic, it comes up with stock images for you. Um, and I know there's this notion of like, oh my gosh, AI is taking over jobs, and you know, like it's a robot at the end of the day. Right. You know, I'm not saying like you give the keys to your business to the AI and walk away. Like, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying use AI so that you free up your time, and you're doing the things that you love to do that are going to bring you revenue, and let it help you with things that are needed, but that aren't necessarily going to bring in revenue, right? Um, And so drawing in that line is huge. So again, tools and technologies. And the other thing is, any type of project management systems are great, right? So like Asana, Monday.com, Trello, um, keeping yourself organized. I feel like a lot of us, we we all do as humans have ebbs and flows of energy level, but having a project management system um, really allows me to stay on track of like what needs to be done. Right. And that's, I think, super critical. And what I do is I also have a finished list. So it's not just like what I have to do, but every Friday I go through and I celebrate what I did get done. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of us, you know, for type A business owners, we're like, oh, my gosh, I got through these nine things, but I have 20 more left. And you walk into the weekend already feeling stressed about Monday. But I also like to take my take a moment and really just like be proud of myself and say, okay, you didn't get to do these 20 things, but look what you got done. And that's huge. You know, Um, and again, having a project management system really allows me to do that. So look out for tools and systems that are out there that are very reasonable priced that can actually help you scale um, operationally, functionally. Uh, from a social presence, um, you know, from booking sales meetings on your calendar, whatever it is that you need to scale so that you can, you know, serve millions of people, not just hundreds.
0: I, I think that's really great advice. And I'm really grateful that you talked about celebrating your accomplishments and your wins, no matter how small. I firmly believe in that. And I agree. We don't do it because... Uh, we think, well, these are things we're supposed to do. Okay, sure, but not everybody's doing them. And when we celebrate them, it makes it, you know, it it can be energizing and make us just mm-hmm. want to do even more. Exactly, exactly.
1: It's about the energetics. So if you feel like your business is dragging you down instead of uplifting you, you got to change the energy.
0: Yeah, for sure. A- absolutely. That That is exactly right. Uh, boy, I, I love this information. Just the whole idea of embracing innovation and no matter what is going on, um, and always having an open mind toward it and, and nurturing that sort of environment within your organization and with the people who you connect with, um, really can make the difference for a, a small business being successful or struggling especially when times can get a little tricky.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for sharing this information. Can you tell the listeners how they can find you, please? Of course. Yeah, happy to. So
1: you can go to my website, which is recruitgan.com. So recruit and then G-Y-A-N.com. Gyan, by the way, means knowledge in Sanskrit. That's how I came up with that name. because I, I
0: I wondered about that.
1: Yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to proactively answer this. And um, you can also email me at neha.niak at recruitgan.com. And also you can find me on LinkedIn. And Diane, I'm pretty sure you have all my links. So I'm assuming you added in the call notes.
0: Yes, absolutely. I will make sure that that everything is in there and people can find you. So, oh my gosh. Well, once again, thank you so much for being here and spending this time with us. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of evergreen podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.